Section 8 of the Dread Apache, That Early Day Scourge of the Southwest by Dr. Merle Pingree Freeman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Stoicism of Indian through Clark Vow's Vengeance. Stoicism of Indian. The following incident shows something of the character of these Ishmaelites of the desert on one occasion five of them had been tried at florence for the killing of someone in the superstition mountains and sentenced to be hanged the night previous to the day of the hanging while in their cells with the death watch outside three of them to avoid the ignominy of death by hanging committed suicide by self-strangulation this they could do only by each putting a cord around his neck and deliberately choking himself to death the three were found dead in the morning when the guards entered their cells. Of course it is not possible to recall the names of all of the many whose lives were a sacrifice to the safety and prosperity of the great commonwealth that was to follow, but I have in mind that on June 7, 1886, Thomas Hunt, a prospector, was killed near Harshaw, and on June 9 of the same year, Henry Baston was killed near Arvica. On September 22, 1888, W. B. Horton, post-trader at San Carlos, was killed by one of the Indians on the reservation. But in this case, punishment was swift, as the Indian police almost immediately killed the murderer while he was attempting to escape from the reservation. Wallapai, Clark, and the Kid one of our early frontier characters was e a clark familiarly known as wallapai having gained the title years ago when in the government service as chief of the hulapai scouts clark was a giant in stature measuring six feet three absolutely fearless and in those olden times equally tireless coming to the territory in sixty nine his life and experiences here would fill a volume of intensely interesting reading but in this limited article i can mention only a few of his closing indian experiences the culminating one the one of the greatest service to the territory resulting in the death of that outlaw and terror of the border this same apache kid Clark's first experience with the kid was on June 3, 1887, two days after his shooting of Al Cyber. At the time, Clark was living at his ranch, the Oak Grove, in the Galayura Mountains, about 12 miles east of the San Pedro River, but was absent, his two partners, John Scanlan and William Deal, being at home the kid and his followers coming across the country from san carlos stole fifteen horses from william atchley then came on to clark's place three miles further on at the time deal was about a hundred and fifty yards from the house cutting some poles for a corral when scanlon who was in the house heard three shots and seizing his gun ran out and as he did so saw three indians coming towards the house and firing at them they immediately sought shelter when scanlon fired at the indians one of them lost a big sombrero which he was wearing and which probably very much to his regret 
he was unable to recover. Then they rounded up a number of Scanlan's horses not far away, and seemingly tried to get Scanlan to come out to protect his horses, and thus enable them to get a shot at him. But being unable to do this, they left, taking the horses with them. As soon as they had gone, Scanlan went to where Deal was and found him dead, the Indians having shot him. Clark Vows Vengeance Clark, returning home a day or two later and finding his partner dead, vowed vengeance on the kid, and this, several years later, he found opportunity to gratify. A few months later, Clark and Scanlon, having occasion to be away, left a young engineer, J. A. Mercer, at the house with a caution to be on the lookout for the Indians. Soon after, Mercer discovered three of them crawling up towards the house, but was in time to seize a rifle and fire at them, and as he did so, they broke and ran. However, they took five of Clark's horses in exchange for three of their own, which they killed before leaving. For several years, Clark impatiently bided his time. To him, the mills of the gods were, indeed, grinding slowly, but they were grinding, and the time was approaching when the grist should be delivered. In the meantime, the kid was continuing to lengthen his trail of blood. Now here, now there, the wily outlaw was ever at his work. A murder here today, he is heard of one hundred miles away tomorrow, leaving a trail behind him marked by where he had changed his mount by the stealing of a new one at some ranch, leaving his old one dead in exchange. This was his practice, killing the animal he might leave by stabbing in the side, thus avoiding the sacrifice of any of his ammunition, which he could ill afford to lose. Being an outlaw with his own people, he found it difficult to replenish his belt. End of section 8